The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, the Robert Scott Bell Show is uh, happening. Uh, where are we now? I, it's, it's like another day, another city. Nashville, Tennessee area. Uh, the Reawaken America Tour happening in this area. And I run into my good buddy, Alex Newman, uh, who's been writing extensively, researching extensively, extensively, traveling around the world, embedding himself into places where I don't know if I would go. But that's Alex. He's tough and he's awesome. And uh, he's back with me. Last time we were at the Red Pill Expo, and uh, if, if you don't know about Alex Newman, he'll be linked up in the show notes, as always, at robertscatbell.com. Alex, welcome back to the show. Good Great to, to be you. here. Thank you so much for having me. So uh, we were just uh, talking to you on your show. It's called AMP. This yeah, new, the new uh, American Media Periscope. It's a relatively new network. So. Good. All right. I was glad that the P didn't stand for parasite because, you know, <laughs> right. what we're dealing with are a lot of parasites oh, out yeah. there doing horrible things to humans. And, and yep. what we're trying to do is correct that, awaken people to recognize what is happening to them. And then, of course, my role role uh, often is to undo the damage, right, you know, from a healing perspective. Yep. But what I see you doing, of course, is a deep dive awakening in terms of the intellectual capacity of humans to go, let's explore this point A. How does it connect to point B? And so you understand the myriad of complexities to maybe find a way to extricate ourselves from the devastating I, I don't know. I don't want to cuss right now, but I want to. <laughs> right. Of the things that are going on. So, Alex, a brief background and and what you're working on right now, most recently. Uh, well, thank you so much. It's, it's an honor to be here. And uh, actually, right after the Red Pill Expo, I wasn't even able to stay for the whole thing. I had to hop on a plane and go to Egypt. I was there for the UN. Uh, I, I call it the Climate Clown Show. They call it the COP27 uh, Climate Change Summit. And. Um, it was, a, it was truly an extraordinary thing. So that's what I do. I'm a journalist most of the time. Uh, I, I do a lot of written journalism. I write for a lot of publications. I'm senior editor at The New American. I write for The Epoch Times, a lot of other things. Um, and then uh, I also do you know, televised shows that I've had you uh, had, the, had the pleasure to have you on uh, several of them, The Sentinel Report, and of course, uh, just now, uh, Liberty Hour. And so I went to this UN conference in Egypt, and uh, it was so crazy. I mean, the cult is coming out of the closet. They unveiled a new Ten Commandments. Uh, they said they're building heaven on earth. They're coming up with a third covenant. Uh, by the way, you need to repent of your climate. Says This was right, right in the shadow of yeah. Mount Sinai. So they walk up there with a fake new Ten Commandments. They do a climate repentance ceremony. Uh, they basically come up with an agreement where we're going to uh, plead guilty, the Western world, for having caused the climate crisis. And so now that we've pled guilty, we owe them infinite money for infinity so that they can continue to build these structures of global tyranny. Is, is this another way to uh, launder money? Is it as simple as saying that? Or is that just one surface area of the entire big scheme? Well, there, there's a massive amount of corruption, right? A lot of this money that's being extracted from the poor and the middle class in the Western world is going to the kleptocratic classes of the third world. That's how they bring them on board, right? They wouldn't play along with this farce if there was nothing in it for them. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's much bigger than just graft and corruption. Uh, ultimately, what they're doing is building a totalitarian one-world system. And if you read the final document that came out of this UN conference, uh, Americans are totally clueless about this. Nine out of ten don't even know this conference happened, but Joe Biden was there. 126 presidents, prime ministers were there. Um, hugely significant. And they came up with a global agreement. 
And if you read it, they talk about we need four to six trillion dollars every year for redistribution for loss and damage. Mm -hmm. They say we need four to six trillion dollars every year to totally restructure the global economy. They want to wipe out the old energy infrastructure and replace it with like solar panels and windmills. Um, which, of course, are all made in China. Yeah. So um, this is really a, it's a critical component of the Great Reset New World Order agenda. The climate scam is the one that underpins almost all of this. So right now, we're also seeing another international-type meeting, the World Economic Forum in Davos. That's right, happening now. And it's looking quite sad compared to previous years. I mean, they're like struggling. It's like, oh, hey, the shot didn't work the way we had hoped it would work. People are refusing it. We've got to work against these right-wing extremist uh, anti-vaxxers around the world. And the term anti-vaxxer is no longer working because most rational doctors are now questioning what this thing is. Uh, so it, it's, uh, uh, I don't know, I, I can't call the, the WF an abject failure in terms of their agenda. I don't think they're giving up, but it looks like they might have to kind of retool or, or re, you know, retreat a little bit to figure out, oh, what do we do now? It didn't work as fast and as quickly as we were hoping. Yeah, they're in some pretty serious trouble right now. I don't know if you saw uh, Albert Bourla, the CEO of Pfizer, a massive criminal empire, mm -hmm. chased around by uh, Ezra Levant of Rebel News. Yes. Uh, I've been on his show, wonderful guy. And, yeah. you know, that's real journalism, going to ask real questions from mm -hmm. these clowns. They're not used to that, right? The, the CEO of Pfizer, I'm sure, was not expecting to be ambushed with real questions from mm -hmm. real journalists about the devastation caused by his so-called products, whether yeah. he owes us a refund, whether he belongs in jail. <laughs> Uh, and the same thing, even Klaus Schwab was confronted with Jordan. They're not used to having to answer questions. And so I don't know if you saw they had a panel, uh, Brian Steltzer, the, I mean, the, the most pathetic oh my gosh, excuse from for CNN. Yes. Yes. Yeah. former CNN. I think yes. he even got fired from CNN. Yes. Uh, I don't know how you managed to do that. But <laughs> he hosted this panel where they're talking about the epidemic of misinformation and disinformation and uh, information pollution. Mm. Um, and what, they had the uh, vice president of the European Soviet there, the European Union. And uh, she says, oh, yeah, America, we're going to have hate speech laws in America soon, too. What do you mean? Yeah. How do you think you know that? We still have a First Amendment here. So they're freaking out about the fact that knowledge is now spreading worldwide. No matter how much propaganda, people are still searching for the truth. Um, I don't think it's going as well for their little Great Reset plan as they were hoping. What do you think about the New Zealand Prime Minister uh, retiring early? She's like resigning. Yeah, she's one of the young global leaders of Mr. Klaus Schwab. That's right. Uh, along with Prime Minister Justin Castro and Canada, I mean Justin Trudeau in Canada. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this whole uh, clown car of world leaders. Um, and I think they're really concerned. Uh, you know, people know this. Now, if you go on, on Twitter, for example, and you just look at the stuff that the UN is putting up on their Twitter page, you look through the responses, 99 out of 100 are saying, you criminals, we don't believe your lies, cut this out. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think they're facing a lot of backlash. Uh, but, you know, with that, my, my talk at the Red Pill Expo, you did a wonderful job um, in that, as always. Uh, my talk there was about the poly crisis. And, yes. of course, uh, 2023, according to Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, they just announced on Monday, 2023 is the year of the poly crisis. And so <laughs> my talk was warning that these people were going to send endless crises to our shores, uh, food crisis, energy crisis, water crisis, mm -hmm. civil crisis, a currency crisis, all the rest of it. Uh, and, of course, that's exactly what they're doing. They need us off balance. They need us confused. They need us uh, in terror to be able to keep this thing going. And that's mm -hmm. what they're trying to do. Well, it's like the uh, uh, sunlight as a disinfectant, the scurrying of the roaches. What's happening is that they are getting more publicity than they've ever wanted. They love, in, in a, they are ingratiated in their own egos and their own self-worth. But at the same time, they recognize that it is a risk to be too public about yep. their agenda. And what's happened is people like yourself, Alex, and, and the things we've been doing for years has been spotlighting it, but 
Nobody got to see it visually, viscerally, like we see it now. You've been there. You've been in the middle of it trying to communicate it. And people go, well, wow, that sounds really bad, but is it real? Now they're seeing the reality of it. They've lived through it. They're living through the reality of it. So yep. I don't know what contingencies they have other than what you said. It's a poly-crisis scenario. Maybe we throw more crises together. Yep. Maybe we can keep people off. Or do we come together as we are in these various events, whether it be Red Pill Expo or right now Reawaken America Tour, and we talk to one another in real time, in real life, side by side, physically there, and, and then we start say, saying and seeing the illusions that they are conjuring for us to hate one another, to be yep. divided, are not real. They're artificially done, just like the Hegelian dialectic was set up to do. And then we can break the stranglehold that they've had through fear and crisis over us. Now, I might be asking too much. I mean, I don't want to get cocky about that we're winning, even though it's nice to say that because you kind of confirm a, a positive spin on things, which is important. But the question is... <sighs> How do we or what do we do from here? Just continue to do the same stuff, Alex, now that we have more evidence and people are listening more? Yeah, I, I think you hit on several really important things. Uh, one is I, I do think in, in terms of the narrative or the info war, as Alex Jones calls it, mm -hmm. we are absolutely winning. People now know that they've been lied to, and now it's not some abstract thing anymore, right? Now right. There, there's polls showing that, uh, what, what is it, most Americans now think they know someone who's died from the injection. That's right. These yeah. are things that are now coming and hitting close to home. Now, you can't afford groceries. You can't afford to put gasoline in your car. You can't afford to pay your power bill at the end of the month. Uh, you know, these are not abstract things over there anymore. These are now things that are hitting personally. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really encouraged by that. But, of course, we'd be naive to think that the these deep staters, these World Economic Forum, globalist, cabal, predator class are just going to say, oh, you caught us. All right, we're done. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to go home now and leave you guys alone they'll never do that and so you know i think we need to be prepared for the possibility that they will throw some really serious stuff at us right we, we have a video of klaus schwab talking about the possible cyber crisis that will make the covid crisis that's look right like that's a what we're small, hearing uncomfortable thing uh, so you know what would happen if they knocked out the internet for a week what would happen if they knocked out the power grid for a month right it would be absolute chaos absolute devastation so they're at the point now where um, you know, five years ago, they were saying, we're, you're a conspiracy theorist. How dare you say we're trying to build a global government? Now they're like, why, yeah. why wouldn't you want a global government? It's going to be awesome. So uh, this is our chance to expose them. But uh, and, and finally, you said, uh, you know, the fear. Yeah. We must be absolutely clear. Fear is not an appropriate response to this. Fear is a tool that the enemy uses to control us, to get us yeah. to make stupid decisions that we wouldn't otherwise make. Get the fear out of your life. And one good way to do that is to be prepared, to, to have knowledge and understanding about what's going on, and just keep keep moving on. We get this information out. Another great way to do it is to be reading the things Alex Newman is putting out, much less the reports he's filing in audio and video format as well. And I guess that question is, Alex, how best can people find you from the Robert Scott Bell Show today? Uh, well, I appreciate it. My personal website is at libertysentinel.org. I put a lot of my stuff up there that goes in other places. Um, I've got my daily show that I had the honor of having you on. That's the Sentinel Report. It appears uh, every day on Lindell TV and Frank Speech. I've got my weekly show. That's Liberty Hour for American Media Periscope. And then uh, you'll find my writings in uh, a lot of different publications. But uh, I'm senior editor at the New American Magazine. People can go to theneweamerican.com or get the, the print publication. And, uh, yeah, I so appreciate you having me on. Thank you, sir. Are you writing about what's going on at the WEF uh, for uh, the next New American, or what's what's the next focus for your articles? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm also doing a lot on BlackRock. I have done quite a bit on the World Economic Forum. I just put out a, a major episode of a show I do called Behind the Deep State, breaking down what's happening at the World Economic Forum, the poly crisis and all that. Uh, so, yeah, I'll continue to expose this. We've got the, the North American Leaders Conference that I'm focusing on. That was last week. Uh, Joe Biden went down and met with Justin Trudeau and mm -hmm. the president of Mexico, uh, Lopez Obrador. 
Um, and see, all this stuff is happening behind the scenes. The fake media is not talking about it. Right. They're trying to merge North America into one like European Union style. Yeah. Alex Newman, God bless you, my friend, for doing all that you do. Check him out. Uh, we've got links up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com where I'm just simply here to remind you that the power to heal is yours. It's a reminder for me, too. That source of healing is from God, not government, and not anybody that pretends to be a go-between like the, uh, the, the, the WEFers or anybody else. So, Alex, thanks for all your work. Hey, man. God bless you. Thank you so much, sir. All right. Back in a moment. world through the power of radio it's the robert scott bell show all right here we go again robert scott bell show is on and uh the reawaken america tour is happening uh shout out to clay clark for inviting me back and i you know i spoke at the event before and uh been broadcasting and, and interviewing folks that are here and one of the guys uh my my friend tracy introduced me to uh just uh before going to air is a guy I've known about for years because he's been active as a physician, uh, being very aware of the, uh, the dangers of a vaccine induced injury that is caused called autism. And his own son was severely affected and he's an adult now. Uh, his name, Jerry Cartsonell. He's MD. He's got this home life community. We're going to talk about in Jackson, Tennessee today. Uh, but quite a journey that he has been on for a lot of years, in fact, decades now, as I have in my journey in broadcast healing as a homeopath, looking at the adverse events due to vaccination. Of course, very controversial for anybody to be a homeopath in America, much less speak against the allopathic dominance, the monopoly, right? So your journey into becoming a physician and the transition of being awakened to some of the concerns because of your own son. Share us a little bit about the backstory. Okay, well, I've always wanted to be a physician. Fortunately, I had that insight even when I was 11 or 12, building all the invisible models of the invisible man, the invisible woman, the dog, the horse. So I've always had a fascination of uh, the human body, and uh, I always wanted to fix things. I always took apart my Camaro engine and put it back together again. You had a Camaro? I did. That was your first car? 67 Camaro, Dude, yeah. Dude, my first car was a 69 Chevelle. There you go. And there it was uh, back in Georgia. I used my bar mitzvah money to, to, to get it, but uh, I was a Jewish redneck at the time. And uh, But, uh, you know, it was a blast in terms of wanting to understand things like you're describing. Take it apart, yeah. put it together. Mm-hmm. I have a 66 Mustang now. I moved from, you know. Did you bring it with you? No, no, oh, it's, man. it's too cold. Oh, it's I, freezing here. It's a uh, rag top? Yeah. R- dropped. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's red. I mean, it's the. I got to come back American in top. summer to go on a ride with you then. Absolutely. Yeah. I took it out on New Year's Day because it was 75 in Jackson, Tennessee, and I wow. took it out. It's like, nice. wow. Oh, I forgot to check the tire pressure. Oops. Yeah. yeah. It worked. It worked. Wonderful. So, wonderful. so, anyway, I wanted to fix things, and mm. I always wanted to be a physician. So, uh, I went down that road and did undergraduate, graduate. Graduated St. Louis University School of Medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, joined the Air Force at that time as well. So I'm an Air Force physician. And uh, just doing general pediatrics. And I uh, had a blast. And I have four boys. And uh, vaccinating them. Pro-vaccine. And uh, was never aware that uh, vaccines could cause injury. I mean, we were basically trained that uh, vaccines are as harmless as water. Saline solution right. being injected. Yeah. And for the most part, they were. Now, when I was in medical school in the 1980s, the autism rate was about 1 to 4 in 10,000. And we Mm. saw one child in our practice. It was a tertiary care center, which means it had a lot of people coming to it. And uh, we saw one child with autism. And they said, you know, Dr. Cartsonell, you'll never see one again. 
Hmm. It's, it's one in 10,000. We wish, yeah. A pediatrician basically sees two or 3,000 patients in his career. Well, I started seeing more and more autistic kids, and I was like wondering where they're coming from. Jumping ahead now, of course, the autism rate, at least what's published, is what, one in 42. Yeah. The problem is, it's mostly a problem of males. So if you take out the females, that one in 42 becomes like one in 32 males. So of all the children born, all the male children born last year, one in 32 of them, males mm -hmm. are going to have the diagnosis of autism in a couple of years. So we got to think about what's, what's causing it in the environment. And, you know, sometimes I have kids who have never been vaccinated and they still have autism. So it's not always just vaccines, as people would tell you. It's something in the environment sure. or a combination of things in the environment is triggering uh, something to go wrong, terribly wrong in the, in the immune system. But if someone says to you, oh, doctor, it's a genetic epidemic. <laughs> what do you say? Well, you heard that, as right? you've heard this before, there's no such thing as a genetic yeah. epidemic. You can't have all of a sudden unfavorable genes popping up out yeah. of nowhere, uh, especially when you take family histories right. and things like that. Now, there are some, some genetic causes for autism-like behavior. Now, remember, autism, what, what, what is it? And I don't know if you really define that. Of course, there's the DMS-4 criteria, you know, that, that the kids will meet, but I look at it more as an abnormal response to everyday stimuli. So for those children who can't be potty trained, mm -hmm. they're not responding to their bladder or their rectum like you and I would. When we have to go pee, we know what it feels like and we go, but our kids don't necessarily respond that way. Or the real picky eaters, they only eat two or three foods. They can be presented all these beautiful foods to eat, but they only eat one or two. They don't respond in a, in a neurotypical way. So the more unusual responses to stimuli butterflies, dogs barking, toothbrushes, nail clipping, brushing hair, the list goes on. Your par parents know if they have a child on the spectrum what I'm talking about. Uh, the more uh, dysfunctional they are in our society. And what I've been doing is trying to find things that realign their immune system, mm -hmm. whether they have allergies to foods, gluten-free, dairy-free, which I know you've covered on there. Yeah, Dr. Jerry Cartsnell here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Back after this, check it out at robertscottbell.com. You're listening to The Robert Scott Bell Show. Taking on bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom. Here's Robert. All right, back at it here on The Robert Scott Bell Show uh, with Dr. Jerry Cartsonell. Quite an amazing journey he's been on, and we chatting off the air. He's a kind man, a heart-centered man, but it'd be hard, you'd be hard-pressed to not be led with your heart as much as you have the physician's mind because of what you've experienced in, you know, your, with your own son right. and then many, many people that have come to you for help. You know, your heart has got, even though it can be, easily closed up because of the pain that you would feel, not only for your own son and what happened to him, but so many other hundreds, if not thousands of people coming, what happened to my child in the midst of, you know, I trusted this, I trusted this, and they didn't really do the studies that they said they had, and the whole idea of the mantra of safe and effective, which we keep hearing now under right. the COVID era, is like that was being utilized for decades and decades, and and I think about the physician community, and I do, I genuinely feel bad for many of them because they were programmed to believe things and didn't investigate themselves. And when they were brought to, hey, you need to look at this, not, not often did they look. They were just dismissed. 
And so there was that human element that was lost when I talk about body, mind, and spirit in medicine. Where I believe as a homeopath, modern medicine went wrong, is the abandonment of spirit. Exactly. As a guiding principle and tool in addition to our knowledge of physiology and everything else. It's very true. And uh, even in the 80s, there were studies looking at the spirit. And those, those uh, patients that were in the ICU, if they had good spiritual health, they did better yeah. in the ICU. And they recovered uh, as opposed to those who did not have spiritual health. Mm-hmm. So it is a, an essential part of, of healing yeah. and enjoying life, quality of life. Um, but spiritual health is also linked, as we all know, uh, to pain and suffering. In other words, you're not really in the mood to pray to God if you're hurting, if you've got a migraine, or mm. if your bowels are on fire, if you're, you're bleeding. Much you less help vomit. somebody else that needs help, right? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. It takes somebody really disciplined to, to go to the Lord at that time, too. Mm. And uh, then you talk about children who are on the spectrum, or young men and women who are on the spectrum, and they barely grasp day-to-day living, let alone God and their spiritual, although they are spiritual beings, my, my experience is if you can make them feel better, they're, they're, um, they're able to grasp more and more complex subjects, such as God and mm-hmm. growing healthy in a, in a spiritual way, as well as yeah. physical and mental. Yeah. I, I, th- I think about these kids, again, they are the lights of our world when we have children. And, you know, if I talk to families who have children who are injured, varying degrees from mild to severe, there's no less love for them. It's just that their ability to to, uh, be present in the way we expect human beings to be present has been curtailed and altered due to damage and injury. There's no less love to them, but as my my wife would say, um, I love Joshua very much, but I don't like him so much at 2 in the morning. In other words, when they're up all night screaming and you cannot make them feel better, um, yeah. And I always say, well, it's the behavior you don't like. And, and that's, if we want to be honest, it really is hard when a, when a kid headbutts you in the nose and your nose is broken or something like that. We always love them. Sometimes we just don't like their behavior so much. So when I have a parent say to me, Doc, I'm falling back in like with my son. I enjoy being with him. He's sleeping through the night. Nice. Yeah, he's got special needs. He's kind of a goober. But he's, he's enjoying me. He's a a light to yeah. me. And, and that's what I try to recover first is a, a child who feels good inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every child, whether they've got cerebral palsy or migraine headaches or autism, at least they should be able to feel good. They can yeah. have bowel movements. They can enjoy eating. They're growing nutritionally. They're doing good. Now we have to work on maybe finding those IQ points and getting them harnessed. Yeah, They're the, kind of like Ferrari engines without a transmission sometimes. Yeah, and sometimes there's evidence to show that some, these kids who have been injured uh, and on, on the spectrum are some of the most intelligent children ever to be brought to the planet. I mean, talk, and I don't know how do you measure it in terms of traditional IQ, but there's something about them. And, I, you know, if I was to look at nefarious scheming in terms of how can we limit a transformation of consciousness on this planet? Let's, let's introduce these children that are coming in to, to make a change for everybody and make it so that they can't. Yeah, you know, that's the thing that uh, when I have the children come in, um, I talk to them, mm-hmm. not at them or over them or through them. Mm-hmm. I talk to them. If their, their uh, ability to understand is there, but it's masked through the autism, like layers of uh, onion, then, you know, what they tell me later when they're speaking, you're the first doctor who didn't yell at me like I was deaf. You acknowledged that I was here. Mm-hmm. You, you told me that I was pretty or handsome or that I liked the toy that they're playing with or whatever. And I really appreciate that. And I'll get those letters. You know, I have one from a, from a guy. He still can't speak, but he can do a spell to communicate and, mm-hmm. and all. And uh, he says, thanks for not treating me like an idiot. You know, 
That's what they'll, they'll tell you. So yeah. Now, there are going to be a few kids who intellectually did get hurt by the vaccine or some, in, in, some environmental thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. They still like to be treated like a human being. And then you talk to them and the whole thing. And it, it's just, it, it's a different relationship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Jerry Cartsonell, And uh, just so you know, the website that we're referencing for him is homelifecommunity.org. Homelifecommunity.org. I want to talk to him about that as well because you think about these kids who are not fully functional as kids and you wonder, okay, can they be uh, developing uh, a health that restores their ability to function as independent adults? And unfortunately, many are injured so severely that there, there's little to no hope as much as I like to say there's hope for everybody that's still breathing. But uh, what we've seen realistically thus far is that many of them cannot recover an ability to care for themselves as adults. That's very and, true. And, you know, the, as, a, as a dad and my wife is mom of a 27-year-old, uh, I was going to say child or boy, because yeah. when you have a child, they're always your child. But as a young man mm-hmm. um, who's operating at the level of a, of a five-year-old, happy, comfortable, uh, he is going to need somebody to, to watch over him after mom and dad no longer can. And uh, what's out there is is pretty depressing or very, very expensive. In other words, most mere mortals can't save up enough for their own retirement, let alone another child's life for the rest of their life. And they, they may live 50, 60 years more mm-hmm. after we're, we're gone. So we had to come up with a plan that would build uh, a facility that is just intellectually stimulating, spiritually healthy, physically, um, just just a wonderful place for them to be. And my wife would say kind of like a, a resort crashes into summer camp, okay? So it has to be physically beautiful. It can't look like an institution. And uh, free from any, um, how should I put down, imperial entanglements, mm. government intrusions. Yeah, yeah. Debt-free. Mm. And this is the important part, at no cost to the parents, Forever. Mm. In other words, if they can give a, a substantial amount of money when they pass away because of savings or you know life insurance, then great. But if not, we will have the the funding to ensure it going on in perpetuity. In other words, mm. we're looking for philanthropic endeavors to uh, subsidize what we do. And this country, despite what you're hearing out there and all the negativity. It's a very giving country. We really do care about each other. Yeah. And, um, and I really think that we're going to be able to go ahead and get the funding that will ensure day-to-day operations, year-to-year operations, reserves for repair of roofs and whatever. Yes. It'll all be encompassed. One of the greatest fears uh, you hear from any parent who has a child on the spectrum, especially is severe enough that they realize as adults they cannot care for themselves, is what happens when I'm gone. You know, the, the, the loving connection that a parent has with a child. What happens? And what you're answering, Jerry, is, is, is an option. And so, yeah, so Home Life Community yeah. is that option that uh, there's plenty of good ones out there, but they're six or $7,000 a month. And I visit them, and they're, and they're beautiful. It's like, well, it's like when we have parents that go to memory care units, they sell their home, and that can fund the, the six or $7,000 a month for the next few years that they have to be there. And that, yeah. that's great. But um, we're looking for something that is home life. And... Um, we're not building homes for, how should I put it, uh, children with disabilities. We're building homes for community, homes for love, homes of, of, of living, mm. where they enjoy being a part of a camaraderie. Some of these kids like to have lots of friends. Some of them like to have one friend or two friends. 
Some of the kids love swimming. Some of the kids love shooting hoops. Some of the kids want to do arts and crafts. Some are gifted in dance. We can ensure all of that to continue. Some love movies. You know, we can build a movie theater there. Go ask Best Buy to sponsor it. Best Buy will be thrilled to sponsor. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just a few pieces of equipment, a projection TV, and they get their name on there. And boom, we've got a first-rate theater for them. Mm. Just put in some seats and we're ready to go. Put a stage there. Now they can have performances there as well. Mm -hmm. It's not that hard to do. And we have so many both public and private sources that we can tap without asking the government for one penny. Yeah, of course, when when they come in with their pennies, they come in with their drug treatments that may or may not be necessary, may or may not be helpful, may be more harmful. And then we have the physicians unable to respond appropriately, I think, to the the patients, the needs, as opposed to looking at, once again, everything as a uh, pharmaceutical drug deficiency. And as much as there's a, 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 a place for those drugs when needed, by and large, these kids are, are, are toxicologically burdened. They're inflamed. Can we manage inflammation without poisoning them and their liver? You know, I would argue yes, and many physicians now have come around to see that, yes, there are more holistic means by way we can address serious inflammatory conditions in the autism community, for instance. Oh, absolutely. And, of course, that's my goal with my personal patient care model is to, to quelch, find the source of the inflammation, not just mm-hmm. treat it. So yeah. Advil or Motrin, an anti-inflammatory, that just is it's like putting a Band-Aid over a wound that's festering. And that's good. It's important to do that because the child feels better. But on the other hand, you have to simultaneously try to figure out where this source of inflammation is. Is it the bowels or the brain mm-hmm. or is it the chronic sinus infection? If they have an infection, we have to treat it. We can use natural things to treat it. But sometimes their immune systems are so broken that the natural things don't have the, the horsepower to get it done. And I have to use uh, a medication. That's why as an MD, I can use the homeopathic, mm-hmm. naturopathic. Yeah. And if that doesn't work... The allopathic, yeah. And the thing is, if you never uh, find the source and you continually manage, even with these anti-inflammatories, we know the toxicological burden that it places on different organs, the kidneys, the liver, the intestines. So we end up having a, almost a negative feedback loop and a worsening over time. So the, the desperate need for us, I believe, to work together to break the cycle of long-term reliance or chronic use of these medications where they were designed for acute in- interactions and in- interventions to get you out of crisis. Right. So, you know, like if you have an appendicitis and it ruptures, nobody's going to argue about IV antibiotics. That's life-saving. You will get septic mm-hmm. and you will die. And naturopathic herbs aren't going to help with that. Afterwards, they can help repair the burden on your liver, your kidneys, and the sure. toxins that you've done. And that's the point of appropriate tools at appropriate times. And, uh, you know, that's a rational thing to have happen and say and discuss and, and embrace. Uh, we're going to take a break here and uh, come back uh, for the final segment of this hour. Uh, Dr. Jerry Carsonell, a little bit more backstory perhaps on some of the things he's done that I've observed over the years. And I don't know why it took so long to get him on the show, but I'm grateful that he's here now. And y'all check out homelifecommunity.org, homelifecommunity.org. And if you can't remember that, just come on over to robertscottbell.com. We'll have the links up available to you just directly through that. And you want to support them if you can, if you're of means to do so, because what a worthwhile endeavor and venture and support for those desperately in need. We'll be right back. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert Scott Bell Show. 
All right, we're here at the Reawake America Tour in Nashville area, Tennessee, and it uh, provides an opportunity to meet people out in the world, so to speak, that when I'm in my studio, I don't get to interact with directly, including this man here this hour, Jerry Cartsonell. Dr. Cartsonell is doing amazing work uh, and uh, setting a, a place, a home, that uh, children who are on the spectrum, probably pretty severely as adults, they can't care for themselves. What do we do? We've been talking about that. One of my friends, you probably know Polly Tommy mm-hmm. and, and Jonathan Tommy. They, they've kind of had that theme as well going down in Texas. Exactly. Try, and so you're not the only one. They're not the only one. People are thinking about this. But God bless you for manifesting this in this way. Well, you know, the thing is that what I have found when I work with these different folks and visit these dif- different homes to get ideas, they're so willing to share. You know, it's not like any competition going on. Uh, the home that's down in uh, northern Mississippi called Bedour, which is excellent facility for kids on the down spectrum. Mm-hmm. Man, let me show you how many square feet the homes are. Let me show you how who our architect is. Let me show you what we're paying these people. Here's what the executive director makes. They will share so I don't have to recreate the wheel. We're all in this together. They're not trying to compete because it's nonprofit. It's not a moneymaker. Thank God it's not a moneymaker because if it was, then it would go by the wayside. Yeah. But what they're trying to do is build multiple homes because with the number of young men and women who are going to need places to live in, in a few years, if not now, plus the number that are coming up that were 14, 15, and yeah. 16, it's, we're talking about a million type of uh, Arguably, homes. there's no economic model that could sustain what we're, uh, we're facing. So it has to be somewhat charitable. In other words, we have to be able to give more than we think we can to make amends to try and correct this and help those that are going to be here long after the parents are not. I, I choke. You know, I hear yeah. sometimes about what the government's spending a billion dollars for this or $25 million or $90 million yeah. for that. I'm going, imagine what we could do. that for the autism community. Yeah. I mean, we could really make a dent in this and mm. if not solve the problem. But yeah. Clearly, there's not an interest in genuine uh, reality because there are people such as yourself that are doing it despite not having access to those kinds of funds and and economic support. But uh, through the grace of God, somehow these miracles are happening despite the tragedies that we've all experienced and and witnessed in uh, the 20th century and now the 21st where we embrace this idea of a better living through synthetic chemistry and all that it entails, damage to our integrity. Uh, There's got to be a place and a balance of function. And, you know, as I said, I think we need to cooperate even more. And I think in the COVID crazy era we've been through, we've found more people coming together rather than dividing, even though the, the, the elite rulers want us to divide further, we're coming together. Well, you know, the thing that I really like about home life community is that it's not political. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants something to happen with these kids. Yes. And for once in my life, uh, I'm not taking any arrows in the back. Wow, you know, thank goodness you've taken enough. Treating <laughs> autism, you don't treat autism. You don't do the gluten-free, dairy-free diet with autism. This guy's, you know, crazy, he's whatever. This is wonderful. And fortunately, if you will, some of our, our families in the Senate or the House, they have kids with autism too because yeah, autism doesn't just go to one. And I take care of them. So we're going to be building, like you say, a camaraderie of people who have maybe different ideas in other politics, yeah, but the coalition but coming come together, together for this, yeah, yes. exactly, and that's what, what we uh, must do. Just like uh, my friend Jennifer Sharp, who did this film, anecdotals about the people who have been injured, including herself on the COVID shot, and she comes from the left-leaning side of the Democrat political spectrum, and realized there was no home for her there. Not that she was wanting to make a political statement. She just says, I've been injured. And suddenly now she's ostracized. So right. there's some really bizarre things occurring that are causing politics makes very strange bedfellows. 
but the lack of politics when we're talking about humanity coming together, you're like, screw the politics. We need to come together and help one another out. And again, you, you go back so far. I mean, you were doing things with Jenny McCarthy back in the day who I've had on this show years ago. Right, right. You know, even back further beyond that was working with uh, Jeff Bradstreet and Andy Oh, Wakefield. Dr. Bradstreet, friends, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. we were the ones actually who coming up with the original, hey, we can treat this kind of idea. Uh, we can, you know, try to figure out what is wrong with these kids mm-hmm. mentally and, uh, or, or in their body-wise, what, what is going on. And this was back when we didn't know. Yeah. And, and I used to say tongue-in-cheek, and you'll appreciate this, uh, when parents would say, well, what's going on in the brain or what's going on? I'd say, ask me in 20 years. We'll figure yeah. it out. The medical schools, we'll figure it out. We'll have the, uh, the autopsy reports for pa- people who passed away for whatever reason. We'll mm-hmm. know what's going on in the brain. We'll mm-hmm. 20 years ago. And if you guys, I know you guys study stuff. You go on Google and you look stuff up. And the information you get is not coming from UCLA or no. USC or no. Syracuse University. None of the universities are still trying no, to elucidate what's going on. No, but it's coming from you. Dr. Jerry Carsonell, God bless you for uh, stopping you so by much. and all, do all the work you're doing. Y'all check it out. I appreciate we it. We have homelifecommunity.org linked up because the power to heal is yours. Thank you. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Robert Scott Bell Show. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dorley. I'm CEO, owner, and co-founder of Nutritional Frontiers, and we're breaking through nutritional boundaries. Our mission is to make the world healthy, and that's more important now more than ever. Our vision is to double every three years and help at least a million new people. Our purpose is to help healthcare professionals and patients improve your results. We are a USA FDA registered organization right here in Pittsburgh. All of our facilities are CGMP certified. What that means is two things. We guarantee the purity and the potency of every formulation. And in fact, our liquid herbs are all made in the USA and organic. In addition, we give you the best delivery systems that are out there. They're gonna maximize your compliance, the bioavailability, and most importantly, the results. So when you look at research, Nutritional Frontiers is leading the industry in our cutting edge research on our formulas. Help us continue on our mission of making the world healthy. Look forward to seeing you at one of our events soon. And if you ever need me, reach out directly to the website, nutritionalfrontiers.com. Thanks so much. Let's make the world healthy and God bless. Very special guest this hour on the Robert Scott Bell Show. It's my good pal, Dr. Judy Mikovits. Yay! 
you know, tracking you down. I can't even bother. I just like, I'm going to wait and I'm going to run into you. And that's exactly what happened as I was leaving the, the broadcast the other day. And boom, here you are. And we're at the uh, Reawaken America tour again. The right. uh, first time I was at it was uh, Branson. And it's an insanely large group of people, very enthusiastic. And right. the fact that they're hearing from you is amazing. These people would never have heard the stuff that you relate or the things we try to relate on health and healing. And uh, it tells you what a strange time we're in. But again, how even in the worst of times, God finds a way to get the information out that's going to save people's lives. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what we're living right now. So Dr. Judy Mikovits, again, also uh, featured in so many uh, uh, different uh, documentary films, including uh, the pandemic, for those that you know. And uh, we got to see some things that are happening related to, uh, I think Mickey Willis's latest uh, focus is going to be on G. Edward Griffin. Yeah. There's a little bit there, yeah. which is great, which we said at the Red Pill Expo. And there's a guy, and I'm looking at these apricot kernels and, oh, you know, a world without John cancer, Richardson. right? Yeah. Vitamin yeah. B17. You know, the things we are, are encountering are so wide and varied that it can almost be overwhelming. And I guess the question is, uh, I know how I can answer it, but how are you not overwhelmed in this lifetime with all that you've encountered and all that you know and all that you have to relate? Um, because, you know, God's given us everything we needed. For me, first um, 10 years old, 1968, mm -hmm. in Washington, D.C., where my mother was born and raised, right on Constitution Avenue. So we're watching the riots after the murder of Martin Luther King, April 4th, and then Bobby Kennedy Sr., June 5th. And we're that summer, fresh off divorce from Michigan, and we're just sitting there saying, what's going on? Mm -hmm. and, and we saw the same kind of war. And then I realized, you know, from my grandfather got cancer shortly after that. They made it about something. It wasn't his own bad behavior, his own cigarette smoking. But we're, we're Native Americans. We're Cherokee Indians. So um, it's like heal with plants. Yeah. And, and we know from, from our, you know, deep faith in, in God that, you know, God knows before, you know, you're ever born what you're planned. And I'm an identical twin. And that key fact. Um, we're genetically identical, but epigenetically. Our environments are different from the second we're born. Yeah. They're, they're military, Air Force, highly um, vaccinated, and yet our sons are still healthy mm -hmm. um, because they practice, you know, now we know no more shots. They right. got injured yeah. going yeah. to college, swimming in events, the athletes. So we're fighting for the athletes. So mm -hmm. how I do it is just all the way through, mm -hmm. we've seen it. And yet, if you just follow God and you just listen to God, mm -hmm. um, we have the solution. So the Dallas right. Buyers Club, mm -hmm. I, I learned last time I talked about it, nobody knows what that is. I was sitting with you in Pittsburgh with uh, Dr. Tracy Straub, mm -hmm. you know, right after. Um, the Nutritional Frontiers event we did together, Exactly, right? yeah. in December. And yeah. they're here, you're honoring the 50, 50th anniversary of Franco Harris and yeah. the Immaculate Reception. Reception yeah. And he dies, sudden adult death mm -hmm. from the shots. Mm -hmm. And so the athletes, so it brought back to my Ph.D. thesis all the way back to 1991 with with AIDS yeah. and, and Magic Johnson. And we start thinking, well, wait a minute. Why are we shooting the athletes? Yeah. Why are we doing that to the athletes? I, I remember, you know, Judy, I was a swimmer. Like, yeah, that's why I love your sister and the kids that they're, uh, it's just, that's where I was drawn because as a kid, you know, in my preteens, 
I was playing soccer as a kid. You know, I had allergies. I had all these chronic diseases, but I didn't know it was my body. I just snotted it out and tried to kind of fight through it. And yet there was a point where I had inflammation of my tendons. They called it tendonitis in my knees. I'm like 10, 11 years old. The doctor's like, you have tendonitis. Here, let's give you an injection. Mm -hmm. Let's drain them. I'm like, what is going on here? I'm I'm a kid. I mean, I don't like this. And then the doctor took pity on me because, you know, I loved athletics. But I couldn't do the land stuff anymore. He says, take up swimming. Right. And that was great because it allowed me, even in the midst of my ailments, to fight through things. Uh, yet I remember even at the collegiate level, I was at one point where I was working harder as a swimmer than I'd ever had in my life, even with all my chronic ailments. And I was eventually sent to the cardiovascular analysis wing. I don't know what it was at that point because I was having what they called identified as preatrial tachycardia. I was having sudden spikes in my heart rate. I'm like, doesn't that sound to what every athlete's having after the shot? Isn't that interesting? AFib, your your heart one day forgets to stop beating. That's not God, that's vaccine injury. We saw it in our elderly, now we're seeing it in our kids. Mm. We saw it with Gardasil. And and so, but there are a lot of environmental toxins. Yeah, and for me, of course, this was long before COVID jabs, but I was traditionally vaccinated in a medical family, although far fewer than the Gen uh, Y and Z, right? The millennials and post-millennials. But I, I did have injury, and there was nothing about my medical family that said, hey, maybe you should be looking into taking more magnesium. Just, right. just that. No, not once. Nothing. It was like, what, what could I do? So I didn't know. And, and now, as we say, we're seeing died suddenly is the, is the thing. And athletes dropping dead. Even former athletes that know how to care for themselves right. that are pretty, you know, athletically inclined. And so it's a whole different realm that we're dealing with now in the and tragedies that we're witnessing. Different. Yeah. So the why I'm not overwhelmed mm-hmm. is we fixed it before. Right. We fixed it with Magic Johnson. That's we right. saw those. We saw those players. You, many people will remember Lyle Alzado got neuro AIDS and cancers. Gail Sayer died of kidney cancer. Yeah. All associated to shots. Yeah. So now we know that's why we're working with Ben Marble and Jim Thorpe and others and the whole medical team to say hashtag stop all the shots. Yeah. Stop them all. Yeah. The COVID shot never was SARS-CoV-2. Didn't say SARS-CoV-2 didn't exist like HIV or LAV didn't exist, but they didn't cause the disease. <laughs> yeah. And that's how we learned. Right. That's how right. we learned. And so we know how, what antibody-dependent enhancement. So it's like, um, you know, you've got this. Yeah. And, and then people, you know, <laughs> think of my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, you know, eat meat? I make you lamb. Right. So we just make another solution. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't let us do this? Okay. Because we did it all then. Mm-hmm. So we got together and all the good people just healed. Healed yeah. with copper. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Healed with copper, healed with silver, healed with argent. The company that made the silver masks mm-hmm. that I was beat off the plane with, right. for, they actually heal cancer. Mm-hmm. They actually heal viruses. They actually healed. We knew that from 2014, 15, um, you know, and how to heal from 5G. So they do the same thing. They're healing you. It's mite-plated silver you absorb. So mm-hmm. you think of all the different formulations and everybody that's here now. Those people were all here before, and they never left. Mm-hmm. And we just kept working. We didn't, we didn't know they were going to do COVID, but we worked in vaccine court for five years, so we saw the injured. We saw the susceptible. And so, you know, you could have blown me over with a feather when Peter McCullough said on Dell Bigtree in early December that the people that were dying mm-hmm. ha- um, um, suddenly of the myocarditis had a 
single change in the in the protein um, called um, or in the gene called SCN5. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, of course, SCN5 is a channel, sodium chloride channel. Yeah. Sodium so important for caring. So then, and and what we knew from vaccine court is the kids who got brain injury, like ALS. Think of the football players getting ALS. We have bucket challenges for ALS and Lyme disease. Yeah. Well, brain injuries, neuroborreliosis, and and SCN4A, another loop, a similar channel, only sodium potassium, that channel, mm-hmm. we, we were more susceptible to brain injury. What did we get out of that? Sermon, a 100-year-old essential drug, ivermectin. They're pure energic modulators. So all you need to do is add the things we knew worked. Now we know how this, who's the susceptible are. We knew all along mm-hmm. we can heal those kids. Even some of the worst, the double-blind placebo-controlled study from Bob Navio at 2015 mm-hmm. at Autism One. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was tragic. They shot people like Jeff Bradstreet or stopped yeah. Mitosynergy and Marge and others. Some others we know just died making copper products, but we didn't give right. up. We just kept fighting. Leslie Manukian, the greater good, yes. 2010. She didn't give up. And because she didn't give up and because we worked together, she was the principal person person to change that judge's mind in Florida. And now we never need suffocate ourselves or our family right. again. So you see, we won't give up. And then just more and more friends come to our fight and see the value of these simple God-given solutions. And they're all out in the tent now. So nobody need fear anything because we don't have to wait a million years. We were on it in the beginning. We knew it was coming and we knew we prepared for this moment. Beautiful. I just, I'm still astounded by the journey you've been on, that I've been on, and then then, then how our lives intertwined as well on this journey. I'm like, I, I couldn't have orchestrated it. It's just too much, to be honest. Like, it's too much fun, isn't it? It is, it is amazing. You know, because in the 90s, when I was deep in my homeopathic research that right. changed my life for my own health sake, and then learning about so much of the corruption that you were in the midst of witnessing firsthand, you know, the Fauci's and, and, and NIH and IAD and all of that. I was witnessing it from others that had researched it and, and things that ne- didn't make sense. I was interviewing, you know, as I mentioned, uh, researchers like Peter Duesberg, mm-hmm. who had the courage of his convictions to say, hey, something doesn't make sense here. Mm-hmm. And suddenly now he doesn't get a grant, you know, yeah. and yet there are people like that I've always been drawn to that have that integrity to say, uh, you know, I'm not going to do what's convenient. You know, and sacrifice what's right. right. And there are people that are here on this planet at this time right. that are, as you said, coming together to and, do this. And there were no accidents. So Peter Duesberg, um, I was literally, you know, kind of getting out of a meeting like this with Peter Duesberg. He had me cornered and we only had a couple hours off. And he said, Judy. HIV doesn't cause AIDS. I said, I know, Peter. And I was running the lab of antiviral drug mechanisms. It was yes. 1999. And I said, I know, Peter. But we understand what does, and we can make solutions for that. Let's just not get lost in the language. Mm-hmm. So when people hear in COVID, oh, SARS-CoV-2 was never isolated. I don't care. Yeah. Let's not Let's, get lost because we knew right. how to heal it. It doesn't matter what mm-hmm. it is. We can fix it. Exactly. And so uh, the journey we're on is quite extraordinary, folks. You've probably noticed it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we're here with Judy Mikovits at the Reawaken America Tour having a great reunion. And, uh, you know, more events to come. And if you can be at any of them, check out the upcoming events 
events tab at robertscottbell.com and also the great work she's doing with our good friend Tracy Straup, yep. which we ha were talking about before she was heading down this way. So we're going to take a quick break here uh, and you can check out all the links at robertscottbell.com. Thank you for sharing the show because we're the world's best kept secret in health talk media unless you tell everybody. We'll be right back. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Rocking the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, the Robert Scott Bell Show is on, and we are live happening from what? Uh, another amazing event. Uh, thanks to Clay Clark for inviting me back, and uh, Judy's speaking, of course, Judy Mikovich, and I uh, spoke of the last one, having great uh, interactions, interviews. And as I said, I'm so astonished because we've been talking within, you know, the medical, the biological, the science realm, but it's just an amazing blessing when we can communicate what we know, what you know to the lay audiences that desperately need this information are not hearing it from any or any other places. And it's still, it's fascinating as we talk about the things we've talked about. Some would consider very complex issues, but as you know, our friend Tracy always says, hanging out with you, it's like, I gotta take what she does and make it, you know. Understandable. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, it's, it's fun being an egghead on a planet that's not all eggheady, but uh, I always like to help make it land as well. Right. Okay. And the fundamental, uh, let's say point where if you if you are overwhelmed by any of this information, the bottom line is how do we restore the function, the optimal metabolic functioning of every cell in the body? And I, you know I've said this from my mentor. I said you know the immune system isn't even primary. It doesn't it doesn't even have to kick into gear if every cell is so vital and functioning. What is there to be done? Right. Yeah, just and surveil the periphery. Just surveil. Just, exactly. just make sure nothing gets in. And then, you know, the interaction of an immune response is due to something, you know, compromising uh, from within or sometimes externally. And at that point, you do want, obviously, an optimally functioning system in right. that way. And then you can enhance and function and boost. Some would say boost. Some would say modulate. Uh, and, and then you can facilitate exposure to all kinds of things and come out on the other side. Another example of working with um, AIDS patients over the years, back in, in, the, in the more of the late 90s, when I learned of a lot of the, the mistaken or purposeful criminal activity that, that led us to believe a retrovirus is going to kill everybody if we can only right. just kill us with chemo first. Right. And I, and I had these people come to me in desperate straits, and they were often on AZT with horrible manifestations of all the things we know were direct effects called side effects. And I said, look, I don't know all of your health problems, but I know that the biggest one you've got right now is that you're poisoning yourself to death. Right. And part of that is emotional and spiritual and all the other things, because there was a lot of self-loathing self among the uh, homosexual community. You know, they were brought up and taught to hate themselves or whatever they felt guilty about. And that didn't help anything. Right. You know, right. even any human being that feels guilty or hates themselves, it's not going to manifest as good health. So there are other aspects, and I'm acknowledging this, but I said if we can at least reduce or eliminate the inflow of toxic poisons, if you can begin to eat cleaner foods, supplement right. minerally the things that are deficient, I think that you're not going to die of what they call AIDS. You'll right. live to your ripe old age and whatever that is. Right. You're like, really? Now, most people rejected that, and they said, I just want a pill. I just want a drug, and they wanted to live the same way. But those that were sincere, and they did that, they're alive today, yeah. even with the so-called scarlet letter diagnosis. So, and, and that's why I mentioned, you know, cigarette smoking. Mm -hmm. You know, can, can cigarette smoking cause cancer? Yes. Do you, does it lead to it? But it, it doesn't cause it. But asbestos adds to it. So mm -hmm. filters in cigarettes, or if you're like my grandfather and you were working on Fruit Growers Express, yeah. that's a railroad car. 
So I right then I started. They what so the, what do they do with frozen railroad car with with refrigerated goods? Yeah. Fruit Growers Express. Mm -hmm. Ah, they spray asbestos. Ah, so he had two strikes against him. So for my time, I thought we should be able to nutritionally heal yeah. the way our forefathers did. And we looked at the weeds. We looked at the things that would detox. So I actually have a patent. Mm -hmm. So I stayed in developing the drugs. Yeah. We made highly active antiretroviral therapy. AZT hit one way. Use it a lot lower dose and hit all four pathways how we get dysregulated. And then support that as low dose as possible. Then add copper, add silver, add right. things that are healing. Don't detract from your healing. Eat clean food. Have those supplements. We actually made a drug that was a patented yeah. adjuvant in a healthy way. So we have a plug-and-play platform to use all the drugs the taxpayers paid for that are oral immunization. In a immunization way that won't kill strategy. people. Exactly, because that's what we made with highly active antiretroviral therapy. Yeah, They're the on the TV at night, Descovy. Yeah, but are, no. are they are they microdosing or are they megadosing with those things? I just tell everybody take a tenth of it and send the rest well, to me, and I'll give it to the people that need it. <laughs> see, and that's the point, folks. You know, it, it's the homeopathic principle in right. a sense that we're right. talking about at subtle in influences Correct. where people say, no, 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 it's all about the megadose, the macrodose, nope. and that's an allopathic thought form that believes you know nuclear options are first and, and the best always. It's it's what Dr. Pileski calls the reductionist. Mm -hmm. No, we don't do the reduction. We yeah. flood with many pathways and many things one. Yeah. We all get to the same goal without with injuring as little bit the pathway. Exactly. Using at least energy. Our energy is ATP. Yeah. So that's how we use it. When energy outside the cell is bad mm. and we have mechanisms to turn it down. Yeah. But in all of these bioweapons, they kind of clipped away the mechanisms yeah. just the way I just the way I developed the manufacturing plants, the cell lines. Cells that grow all the time are cancer. By the way, we gotta take a break. We'll be right okay. back with Judy Mikevitz after this. The Robert Scott Bell in the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, if you could see my face and the smile I have on it, just, just enjoying the time with Dr. Judy Mikovits and, and what she's saying, and I, my sincere apologies, it's not, I'm not trying to be anybody over your heads as, as Judy's talking fast, but I'm like absorbing it because I love it. This is where I've been immersed for so long. Uh, and also excited to learn about, again, the concept of uh, taking, you know, allopathic medicine and utilizing more, in a more homeopathic way, in a microdosing way, that you can have value. For instance, here, I've got this bag of uh, the amygdala or, you know, the amygdala, um, the B17, you know, from right. the... This and is what we do, we called it laetril, laetril uh -huh. and, 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 and acted like it was poison. Mm -hmm. Well, if you pull one component out... Yeah. Of the, of the plant, and mm -hmm. you didn't get the vitamin B17 from the whole powder, mm -hmm. and, and John Richardson, all those years ago, yeah. here's a product. Yep. So the answers are there, and people, if you can humble yourself, so when Tracy right. said, I can actually have you help somebody, um, I wasn't, I was like, thank you, because that's yes. why we worked. I wanted somebody to remember, and she's not old enough to remember AIDS, mm -hmm. but all we made wasn't lost, all the lost yes. have a contribution. Yeah, and again, the concept of poisoning, right, which I speak out against, poisoning people back to health. That's not a good no. concept. And we talk chemo is like a nuclear option of chemotherapeutic chicken. Do you survive longer than the cancer cells? 
so in this concept with the idea is sound in that, hey, do you find something that's a poison that could be delivered safely into the body that really impacts the cells that can be damaged? You know, the, yes, there are ways to do that is the Well, point. the ways I like to say, mm -hmm. so your innate immune system, your army and your navy, your gut, mm -hmm. your skin, your nasal pharyngeal cavity, your ears, your eyes, that's your, that's your innate um, frontline defenses. That's your military. They're the grunts on the beach. All they need to do is be able to see well enough mm -hmm. to know that the green uniform is the one you're yes. shooting at, not the right. red one, and that you're wearing. So what we do when our immune systems adapt, they don't get weaker. Now we have snipers. So now they're protecting the snipers in the tree. That's the drug. Mm -hmm. So you get those antibodies. It's not a pattern recognition. It's a very specific one mm -hmm. thing. And thanks to COVID, everybody's realizing that, no, once the cat's out of the barn, no matter what they formed against you, don't, you know, get your snipers in yeah. position. Get your guard troops going. It's your skin. It's your, you know. I, I think one day we'll see also uh, the utilization of you know, the homeopathic SAR codes, for instance. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll take a cancer cell and convert it that it sensitizes, somehow alerts, it's a communication tool mm -hmm. to target, like whether it be sniper, direct the action of the immune system, not right. to force it, but no. to say, hey, look, you weren't seeing this, now let's light it up. And yeah. I believe that's another homeopathic principle that would we, once we would embrace and understand that next level of quantum interface, yeah. it won't be so weird to think, you know, micro dosing and or beyond Avogadro's number dosing right. makes perfect sense. Right, and it does. Yeah. And that's what that's what we've been able to do is marry all of those things. Mm -hmm. And the principal reason is there was always somebody there for us. Jeff Bradstreet, Autism One, Stephanie Seneff, yeah. people that, Dr. Klinghart, people that were willing even to look yeah. and, and didn't see him for many, many years until 2017. He said, of course, pathogens rarely travel alone. A parasite's going to go with, I've mm -hmm. never seen an RNA virus not go with a parasite. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've got ivermectin, you know, cancer cure, Nobel Prize. It's all there. It's all ready. The research has been done. All we have to do is hand it to people. Mm -hmm. And even better, the taxpayers paid for it. Right. So it's theirs. Well, let's use it. <laughs> and also the, uh, the other concept of starving something that feeds on you or certain foods that then, you know, become harmful to you. That's another aspect of a wisdom tool. Use this. What is nature? In nature, we see animals fasting right. and they recover. Could it be something that we've lost sight of as humans, you know, and benefit we, there? And we've been lied to. We were lied to and said five small meals a day. Mm -hmm. Keep your blood sugar consistent. Yep, I remember. And then pancreatic. Yeah, we all yep. do. And yet we did it. Yeah. The fake fat. Yep. Yeah, you fast. Because every day those innate guys, the surveillance, mm -hmm. the surveillance team are saying, yeah, that guy's got a limp now and he can't run fast enough. Let's go gobble that guy up. And you take those things mm -hmm. called apoptosis, inward. Yeah. You don't die outward and explode <laughs> a bomb. Yes. You come inward and you use the nucleotides. You use the base pairs. You use the minerals you use everything to rebuild new cells mm -hmm. and yeah. it's easy it's a it's a military right like i said it, it's astonishing to me like i said i had a radically different other than my baseline in in you know basic uh, microbiology things like that that i studied but then i just went far afield into natural medicine and homeopathy and learned some amazing things reading the history books never being immersed in the world you were and you come out from it with all of that and i'm like it's just so clear yeah, because my foundation 
yeah. was God. Mm -hmm. The Cherokees, exactly. the ninth son of is uh, the tribe of Issachar, mm -hmm. ninth son of Jacob's, right here in this part of the country. In yeah. So that we, that was my nature. So I went back to that foundation mm -hmm. that was strong and realized how to use it together. Yeah. And I thought I wanted to be a doctor, but yeah. I kept flunking out because I kept telling them they were wrong, and they were wrong, right. but it's like past the class. <laughs> well, and this is why my uncle said that you don't want to become a doctor. I, I would have been drawn out, drummed out because I couldn't withstand, you know, uh, you say you look at something, you're like, dude, that is, that's not what you're saying. They're like, no, no, shut up, kid, or you're out of here. Well, they flunked yeah. me, so I got yeah. out of there. So that, that's yeah. what I did in University of Virginia. So <laughs> that led me into natural so products at the National Cancer Institute, and we healed AIDS yep. in the 80s. Mm -hmm. We were just lied to and forced a shot. We healed exactly. cancers with type 1 interferon, mm -hmm. bovine yeah. interferon, purified. Yeah. Can you use another animal? Yes, sarcosine. You need sarcosine. God, for food, food, mm -hmm. food, food. Everything you need is right here, right here and yeah. all we had to do was go back to it because then people like John mm -hmm. and, and, and companies like the copper and, yeah, and our, they make the yeah. copper hydrosol now Correct. we have as an access. And, you know, wasn't it fascinating, you know, even I overlooked this and, and, and I used cuprum in, in homeopathic prescribing mm -hmm. for very specific things that was indicated. Mm -hmm. And yet with all of the focus on zinc and vitamin C, I kept coming back. It's like, there's something we're missing here. And it became obvious with all the systemic inflammation, the, the, you know, the cytokines storming out of control. I'm like, could that be a lack of a mineral on top of whatever is, you know, triggering right. a lot of this? And we started bringing that back in and we saw some success where we weren't having it. It was so simple. Sometimes we overlook the most simple minerals. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But all those people working on HIV AIDS, well-meaning, were the people, Mike Leonardo, who wrote the minerals paper, mm. who did X-Men. Yeah, just fascinating stuff for how to heal EBV and things. I was able to share that with um, Dr. Um, Ryan Cole yes. last week. So yes. it's like, here, because wow. those papers are obscure to you, but I've been looking at them in our team, cured AIDS. This is just another AIDS. It's yeah. Vax AIDS, not HIV AIDS, Vax mm. AIDS. Right. And we had all the solution, even if you were shed upon. Mm -hmm. This is called Battle Bomb, mm -hmm. red, white, and blue. It's copper um, plus hemp. Endocannabinoid, you said cytokine nice. storm. Yeah. Turn down the flame, get the spike protein. It's also made with um, some B, beeswax. Oh, and, nice. And, so, and camel hump fat. And so I've been out here, and everybody wonders why I brought it for you. Yeah. Um, that's why I ran out early. Thank you. It's so beautiful. It's, and see, it keeps you from being shed on. It's, it's almost like a... a support nice. for your troops on your skin so you don't have to fear because you don't go away and you don't get mm -hmm. sick and yeah. you're fine and, and you know another thing and and i love digging deep on this and i'm just fascinated every time i hear you speak much less you come to my lecture to go oh i'm like dude that's crazy but um the interaction with microbiome it's a big focus of my life because right. i was destroyed my guts were destroyed by antibiotics mm -hmm. as a, a medical child and yet as i worked you know, how do we address the microbial imbalances, the dysbiosis? Could we utilize substances of creation of nature that would tamp it down, but yet not destroy it, right? We talk about um, microbiome biodiversity, which we've heard a lot about. And yet the coppers, the silvers, yes, they have powerful antimicrobial properties, but they don't have the same devastating, indiscriminate impact of the quote-unquote synthetic antibiotics that I call chemo. Right. 
man versus God, you know, right. there's exactly. a placement, right? And that microbiome I, I showed in a, the last talk I gave to the chiropractors, Stephanie Seneff's beautiful book, The Toxic Legacy of Glyphosate. Mm. That's poking holes in your stomach. Yes. And so one of the big problems everybody said, you know, and then an, an, another one that a drug of the purinergic class of ivermectin is ceramin. Mm -hmm. So what is ceramin? Um, it's, it enables you to, so they said, the, the bad guy said, oh, ceramin is pine needle tea. And ceramin doesn't come from pine needle tea. It's medicinal chemistry, 100-year-old drug like, like ivermectins. But that was a fraud. Yeah. And God turned it into a good thing. Why? Because I said, oh, we don't have to worry about glyphosate because pine needle tea will fix that. I mean, because... I mean, because it's a shikimate pathway. Mm -hmm. So it's not pine needle tea is good for um, ceramin it replacement. Was, right. It's actually additive with the two key things that are the big, biggest problem. Mm -hmm. The injection yeah. and the ingestion mm. of the GMOs and what's poisoning. So you need branch chain amino acids on your skin. Yes. They have to get sulfated. They're too big to go in and do their thing. So that's where you need the shikimate pathway. And everybody's like, glyphosate doesn't hurt humans. You know, they don't have shikimate pathway, only the microbes in your gut. Mm -hmm. And Stephanie's been working on it again, 20, 30 years. And we just keep trying to understand each other. Yeah. We have these kinds of conversations with, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Love it. It's so much fun. Yes. So um, let's talk about that glyphosate punch and holes kind of concept because I was introduced uh, by you guys and in, in, uh, Nutritional Frontiers and, and Tracy about the uh, the dimethylglycate was it the, the glycinate? Um, what, what dimethylglycine. Glycine. Thank so you. So that's yes. two methyl yeah. group groups DMG, on right? yeah. on glycine, our yeah. essential amino acid. Yeah. So what is glyphosate? Oh, it's glycine with a phosphate group. So if you have a phosphate group there, you don't have methyl groups there. So your food's poison, and you need this to run the zillions of methylation reactions. And I hear over and over again, oh, I have the, I'm, it's my genetic defect. Mm -hmm. I have the MTHFR. Right, you, you hear know, that all it, the time. And, and that's, a, that's a, yes, 677T. That's a change in one base pair that God changed because we were being poisoned. Mm -hmm. And if you're down that pathway to make glutathione, that is glycine, um, L-cysteine, yeah. and glutamate, mm -hmm. again, there's another place where glyphase, you're, you're, because you don't have DMG, and because you don't have glutathione, because of glyphosate poisoning, um, then um, Amotheon, mm -hmm. proline greens, you have the greens that carry oxygen, right. and, uh, and a special formulation of dimethylglycine. They taste like sweet tarts. Mm -hmm. You almost can't. Well, we have these things, they, they look like sweet tarts, they're, yeah. they're like a lozenge. Yeah. And how and do you, you strategically it. recommend utilizing it? Um, I eat as much of it as I can, and I encourage my kids to eat as much as you can. Um, and, and when they get a little bit anxious and tense, I give them a sweet tart. Mm -hmm. And what happens is you swamp out the poison, mm -hmm. and, and they make their own glutathione. They calm down because of emotheon. Yeah. It's all about molecules of emotion. And mm -hmm. so they've spun us out of control because the endocannabinoid system is the dimmer switch. Yeah. Anxiety's pain. So it's food. So you can, if your kids are going to eat junk food and they, and all kids like junk food, I recommend they chew a little, drink a little um, dimethylglycine. There's DMG. a liquid for them. Focus, DMG. I'm a big fan of this. I'm using DMG. it every day in my family now. Thank you to Judy. Thanks, Tracy. And thanks to Nutritional Frontiers. We're going to be back to wrap it up with Dr. Judy Mikovits on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Very special edition after this. Live around the world. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Bell Show.
Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Uh, excitement. Can you feel it? It's in the air. It's on the Robert Scott Bell Show with Dr. Judy Mikovits. We were just talking about uh, the, uh, well, gosh, everywhere. What is this stuff? They're soaking glyphosate. They're putting oats and grains and legumes and, you know, even things you think are healthy normally would be now become problematic. And this DMG that I'm utilizing now from Nutritional Frontiers, and by the way, you can, you know, links are up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Judy's got a, a website. You can buy it as well, and or you go direct, RSB15. You know, anyway, you get it. Get I want to support them. They're doing great. But we, we've now put that into our uh, practice, and that's why I asked you about how do you recommend using it with kids especially because they're out there eating stuff. That they should be eaten. So we all did it, right? Dilute out the poison. Yeah. So the glyphosate is the poison. The GMD is the sweet pill. Mm-hmm. It's real sweet. Yeah. It tastes great. So I put it in my kids' food, and you don't have to worry if they eat pizza and they're like their kids. You, you'll see they'll start healing their guts, and they won't be sensitive to the things they used to be yeah, unable now, to eat. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to suddenly dive into a GMO pizza. That's no. not my point. But the point is, we are exposed to things. Even me eating all organic or fasting, if I don't, there's still exposure. And yeah. so I've been looking for, you know, what can I do to remedy the, even the, the, the minimal relative to a lot that a lot of people have? And so I've integrated this new form, food. this food, yeah. to, to replenish that. And it's just been yeah. taken out because it used to be in our plants. DMJ mm-hmm. is made by plants, but our plants are all GMO. And yeah. so they don't make GM, DMG. They poison us. So they don't do the reaction. That's why God gave us this stuff for food. Because you eat it, and it, it's fiber, and it's sweet, and it's running these pathways. Your audience doesn't need to know. Just trust us. Trust the trust. But the formulators, Nutritional Frontiers, yeah. um, the um, dozens and dozens of companies, and and many books and many educations will just bring re-educate. Bring how to heal autism, mm-hmm. how to heal these things, how to heal this vaccine injury. Yeah. Um, and and that's the key. And 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 now we know we have Cardio Miracle. Mm-hmm. So another. It's just L-citrulline, arginine from beets, clean beet powder, purified away, minerals like we just talked about, all the minerals, vitamin C from acerola cherries instead of glyphosate-containing orange juice. Mm-hmm. So you don't buy the orange juice in the refrigerator. Your juice in the morning is this. You add a little bit of DMG. Mm-hmm. You go out of that house fortified because right. you got real food. You were poisoned, as we've been saying. But so the solution when you don't need a drug and mm-hmm. you don't have a dis-ease is to feed yourself every yeah. day. Remove the toxins. We're all exposed. We're on these travel trips. Yeah. And, and we, we it's hard to do anything. I was hammered after the six days in Florida. We I, were was at the, I was wiped and I was yeah. recovering over the, the span of a week and uh, you know, I'm doing the cardio miracle and all these things yeah. as well. And remember my history, as I told you, I had the tachycardia as a, yeah. a young athlete yeah. because I was toxic, poison, deficient, all of that. And now I'm pushing myself in the gym and, mm-hmm. you know, outpacing with a much lower heart rate. And your heart's beating c- correctly. Com- correctly, no arrhythmias at all. Right. And again, I credit it to what I do here, the minerals, the cardio miracle, all the things we're talking about with Dr. Judy Mikovits is, you know, we wrap up a couple of more minutes here. You've got some more. You're going back to Florida? 
Yes, You're tomorrow. Right. Okay, tomorrow. Is there an event we There's should know about? There's a freedom conference. Okay. Um, you know, talking more about with Freedom Flyers, Josh okay. Roeder. Wonderful. All that's been going on in the FAA, legal yeah. things, what we can do in that aspect. So, um, Paymon is in the name of the guy. Oh, right. So. Paymon's hosting that. Yes, yeah, good correct. guy. Yeah, yeah we, we got guy. to see him in Florida as well. And, in fact, they're down there today, and we're switching. Half of us are coming but, up this way, and okay. we're going down that way. Like Peter McCullough will, yep. will, will be, be here, here tomorrow. Right. Um, Mel Kay. So a lot of people I'm going to miss because I have to go that way. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd like to be everywhere all of the time, but that would be a multiverse scenario. And I just like, I got to enjoy the time I have with who I'm with at the moment, which right. is like you right now, Dr. Judy. And of course, get home sometime with the wife and the kids and enjoy that. And in the midst of all your travel, I mean, you find time for enjoyment in the midst of it, which is so healthy yeah, and balanced. This is, this is my family right now. There's at home is my godson, Andrew, in the ministry. And we develop that. Yeah. Um, family's gone. So we're we're on our own, and we've got a new family, our godsons and our yeah. God brothers and sisters. Honestly, that's what I feel like. In Christ. And it's been for so many years now we've established that you think your family is by blood. No, you know, it's the blood of it's something far greater, and it's not necessarily the physical blood, but it's that spiritual blood that connects us and that, uh, you know, brings us together on this mission at this yeah. time, at a time such as these, which we are made for. Right. And Dr. Judy Mikovits, I am humbly honored to be traveling down this path with you in this lifetime to be here to help those in need and including helping ourselves because we got to do that along the way too having a lot of fun yeah love so. is the most powerful thing we're on the god wins tour the love wins tour and that's where we are today vitamin l god bless you all and the power to heal is yours the robert scott the bell robert show. scott bell show